Thank you all for being with us tonight. Appreciate your uh, presence here. I know our fall retreaters have returned. And Alex tells me that they had a really great, blessed weekend together. uh, And they could not have had more perfect weather to enjoy uh, their time down at Camp Naadi. And we're thankful that they had an uplifting weekend and that they're back in our presence tonight. We're talking about listening. And uh, I asked this morning if you are a good listener. And uh, I also asked if the answer to that question uh, might be different than if you asked, say, your spouse, if you're a good listener, uh, or a really good friend, uh, or a coworker. Maybe we are a little more inclined to, to say yes. Maybe we're a little more generous with ourselves uh, and a little less honest than, than we ought to be when it comes to this topic. I think that when it comes to listening, a lot of us struggle to really listen and hear other people when they're sharing their stories or any kind of information with us. Listening uh, is a struggle for many of us. When it comes to it, we've got a problem. There's an old story. It's been passed around um, a lot, and I'll tell it tonight. Um, it goes like this. There's an older couple. They are, they've been married for decades sitting on their front porch together, uh, in their rocking chairs, uh, in the twilight of their life together, and, you know, looking out over the the front yard and just enjoying a nice evening. And the wife, she's feeling especially nostalgic. And so she says, you know, I just want to tell you, I'm really thankful for our life together. And uh, we've raised a good family. We've enjoyed... Many great years. And uh, I just want you to know, I'm really, I'm really proud of you. And the husband, he looked kind of disturbed, and after a few moments went by, he turned to her and said, you know what, I'm tired of you too. That, you know, that's kind of an old, corny preacher joke. But, uh, you know, I'm quickly becoming an old, corny preacher. And I accept that, I embrace that role. That story really is more about hearing loss, I guess, than the ability to uh, listen. But I think we listen, some of us listen about as well as that old man could hear. We really have, have trouble with it. And to take this a step farther, I think about the words of James, the very famous words of James from chapter 1, verse 19, and how far not only our society has moved away from James's words of wisdom, but how many Christians, how far away we've moved from these words. James says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Listen first. Listen well. Listen long. And then speak. And then if necessary, get angry. A lot of people reverse, completely reverse these principles here. That People turn these on, on their head. And we say, be quick to get angry, be quick to speak, and be slow to hear. Isn't that how a lot of people operate? They get angry first, and then they say something, and only after that do they actually listen to the other person. This is how a lot of people behave interpersonally, and maybe online, on social media. 
And yet, if we, as God's people, are to be faithful and effectual servants, I think it's imperative, I think it's vital that we learn to listen. And if you're not convinced that it's important, let me try to to convince you this evening. Why is it so important that we listen well? Uh, This is the first question that I want to ask tonight, and I've got two others after that. I've got several reasons here why I believe, from a, a scriptural standpoint, it is so important that we listen. Number one, listening to wise people helps us to grow wiser. We're going to be in the Proverbs a lot tonight. And so I would love for you to to grab a Bible as we reflect on listening and its importance. Grab a Bible. We're going to be flipping around to several Proverbs this evening. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. And this is just one example of, of a recurring theme throughout the book of Proverbs, and that is of a wise older sage trying to get his son, convince his son, maybe not biological, but um, somebody that he is training up and uh, somebody that he is teaching. He's trying to convince him that it's important for this younger person to listen to him as somebody who is wiser and who has had more life experience. Listen to what he says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Listen to those who are older and wiser. Don't forsake our teaching. Why is that? Well, it is because the instruction and the teaching of those who are wiser will make us wiser. And so we ought to seek out wiser Christians in our lives that we can learn from, that we can listen to, so that we can grow wiser and more spiritually mature. I think about Proverbs chapter 12, uh, verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. If you never seek counsel or advice from people who are wiser than you, you may be convinced that your thoughts are the only ones that matter, and that you can handle this life on your own. Proverbs says that's the way a fool thinks. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, in his own mind, but a wise man listens to advice. If you want to see a wise man, look for somebody who is constantly seeking out the wise counsel of other people. So listening to wise people helps us to grow wiser. But wise people are not the only kinds of people we ought to be listening to. Secondly, listening to people with whom we disagree can help our faith grow stronger. Now, I think it's important that we have a, a good, solid faith before we allow a lot of, um, a lot of conflicting voices to come in. For, for infants in the faith, for baby Christians, this is probably not such a good idea because it, it can become confusing and it might even become damaging to faith. But for those of us who are a little more mature in the faith, we shouldn't be afraid of listening to people with whom we disagree. I think about a, a debate that happened just a few weeks ago between one of my old professors at Fried Hardeman, Ralph Gilmore, and a renowned atheist. Dr. Alexander Rosenberg from Duke University. And the whole debate was centered around the, uh, the question of the existence of God. 
And I don't know exactly how Dr. Gilmore prepared for that debate, but I bet, at least in part, he read some of what Dr. Rosenberg had written. I bet he listened to some of Dr. Rosenberg's lectures. I bet he really listened to this man with whom he has profound agreements, because how else was he going to engage him on the debate stage? And I bet by listening to him with somebody that he strongly disagreed with, I bet his faith grew stronger. And yet, what do many of us do? We only surround ourselves with people that think exactly like we do, that agree with us on everything. Uh, We only watch news channels that say things that we agree with. Uh, We only have friends on social media that, you know, see eye to eye with us. We're not helping ourselves to, to grow more mature in the faith by only listening to those with whom we agree. And we're also not learning how to engage a world that is increasingly uh, disconnected from the Christian faith. If we're really going to reach out to this world that really doesn't know much about the Bible and God's will, we're going to have to know about how they think and the things that they believe. And so those of us who are more mature in the faith, we must listen to people with whom we disagree. It will only help our faith grow stronger. We also need to listen to struggling people. And we have opportunities for this all the time. Every time you walk into this church building, you have an opportunity to listen to a struggling person. And yet, many of us pass those opportunities right by. We we don't come uh, intentionally to this place of worship. We don't come with the intention of ministering to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We come because we're supposed to or because uh, we want to be fed spiritually. But we ought to be coming, in addition to those reasons, to listen to struggling brothers and sisters in Christ. Because a lot of people who come into this building and sit on these pews week after week are hurting, and they've got problems. And some of them don't need a solution as much as they just need a listening ear. And they need somebody to hear them out. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5, is maybe a verse that you've never noticed before. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water. Those things that are deep with inside a person. But, listen to what, The second part here. A man of understanding will draw it out. A man of understanding. I think this implies a man or a woman who is willing to truly listen and seek to understand. And maybe, I bet you could replace purpose here with struggle and you've got exactly the same concept. The struggle in a person's heart is like deep water. But, A person of understanding who is willing to listen. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. A person of of understanding who's really willing to hear another person's story will be able to draw that struggle out. And as Christians, that's what we've been called to do in our ministry to not only fellow believers, but unbelievers. So we must be willing to listen to people Uh, who are hurting and struggling. And to give you a little bit of New Testament, James chapter, if we 
Go back to the uh, book of James, chapter 5, verse 16. James says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Many times when we reference this verse, we're focused on the person who's doing the confessing. But this verse implies that there's somebody there who can be confessed to. And when somebody is confessing what they're struggling with to you, uh, it's important for you to be a good listener. Somebody who is able to listen to their struggles. Somebody who's, who's able to take those struggles uh, to the throne of God in prayer in order for that person to be healed. It's implied here that the, the person doing the ministering is a good listener. And so we must listen to struggling people. Listening to friends deepens relationships. A person with whom you're close you want to deepen that bond, listen to that person and their story and maybe their struggles as well. Listening to coworkers makes workplaces healthier, helps you to solve problems more efficiently, makes meetings run smoother if you're willing to listen to either your boss or the people under you or your equals at the workplace. Most importantly, listening to others well trains us to listen to God well. And if you're skeptical about this whole listening thing, at least do it for this reason. At least do it because you're concerned about listening to God. And you know that you can be schooled in listening to God by listening to others. That can be a great training ground in learning how to listen uh, to the voice of God through the Holy Scriptures. To follow God well, we must listen to Him well. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To follow God's will, we must listen to Him well, and we can learn to listen to Him well by listening to others well. So listening is very, very important. So why is it that it's a struggle? Why is it hard um, to listen? Well, I've got four reasons here for this. And you may could think of some more, uh, but these are the ones that I want to share with you this evening. First of all, difficulty. Listening is hard. Would anybody agree with this? I think uh, the conventional wisdom is that talking is harder than listening. Uh, because, you know, you've got to think of something to say, and you've got to say it in a certain way. You've got to keep your train of thought. I would say that it takes much more effort to listen than to talk. A lot of us have fallen into the trap of thinking that listening is totally passive. You know, I can just show up and sit there and, you know, just lay it on me. I'm here. I can sit back and relax and kick my feet up and uh, you just sort of pour your story in my ears. But that is not, that's not true listening. Listening is always active, always takes a lot of effort and work on our part to truly hear what somebody else is saying. Communication is very difficult to get a message from this person to that person. There's all kinds of uh, things and barriers uh, in, in between during uh, communication, during a conversation. And so it takes a lot of work. It takes even more work 
to listen to somebody else than it takes to talk to somebody else. And so a lot of us avoid listening because it's hard and it takes effort. And we just don't want to put that amount of effort in. The hard work is just too much for us. And so difficulty, that is one barrier to to listening. That's one reason why we struggle. Another one is this, apathy. We don't care enough to listen. If somebody wants or needs to share a struggle with us, to share a story with us, maybe we just don't care enough about that person to sit down and to hear them out. And maybe with this one, you need to do some soul searching tonight. I mean, are you brave enough to admit to yourself that this is a problem for you? That maybe the reason that you don't listen better than you do, that you're not willing to listen more often, is because you really just don't care what the other person has to say? I think we should think long and hard about this one. Uh, And we should pray, if this is a problem for us, that God would shake us out of our complacency and our apathy when it comes to other people who need to share their stories or their struggles with us. What about anxiety? Here's a third reason that I think we struggle to listen. Listening makes us nervous. Is this true for you? It's not that you... uh, It's not that... You think it's too hard. It's not that you don't care about the other person. It, it just, uh, you know, it, it uh, really causes anxiety within you to, to hear another person share uh, all their stuff with you. Maybe we can't hear because we, in the midst of a conversation, are worriedly thinking of our response to whatever this person is saying. I can't really hear what you're saying because already I am crafting what I am going to respond to you. I'm already thinking about how I can um, address that and how I can fix this in your life. How I can comfort you in this area. And so we're anxious in the midst of a conversation and we want to know the right words to say to the person when they're done talking. But by the time they're done talking, we really have no idea what they've said because we're too busy thinking about what we're going to say. In return, communication, conversation can be nerve-wracking experiences. Maybe it's anxiety for you that prevents you from listening. Or maybe it's because listening, this is also under anxiety, maybe it's because listening makes you uncomfortably vulnerable. You are really uncomfortable hearing what this person is sharing with you. And it, that makes you kind of nervous. And makes you feel kind of vulnerable. Like, oh, I don't really want to be hearing this. I don't want to be drug into this. I don't have time for this. This is too heavy for me. And so maybe anxiety is a, is a part of the struggle for you when it comes to listening. Or maybe it's selfishness. This might be connected with apathy. But maybe you can't listen well because you can't stop thinking about yourself. And you're not concerned about this person's story because the only story that you're concerned about is your own. And you take every opportunity, as somebody is sharing with you, you take every opportunity to pivot back to your story. 
And I'll admit, in some conversations, this is wholly appropriate. If you're just mixing it up in the church lobby and you're exchanging stories, it's not a big deal for you to share something about your life that connects with whatever they've shared about their life. But in some conversations, this is inappropriate. And the person sharing their deepest struggles or a difficult story with you doesn't really want to hear about your story in that moment because it's not helpful. And maybe you need to edit filter yourself there and block yourself from sharing that because it's not really going to be all that beneficial for the person who's sharing with you. The bottom line here is we just love to talk. Some of us love to talk. But maybe underneath that, there is a layer of selfishness that we really don't care so much about this person as much about this person as we do about us. As we think about this relationship of talking and listening, talking versus listening, I want us to look at some Proverbs together. I think you're really going to enjoy these Proverbs, um, what they have to say about excessive talking. Talking is not bad. We'll say excessive talking versus listening. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8. All right. Proverbs 10, verse 8. I think I've got them up here too. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. You see how closely the Bible links this idea of a fool with somebody who talks a lot and has many words? A babbling fool. That, those two ideas for the Proverbs writer, they go together like peas and carrots. A babbling fool. And the future of a babbling fool is not very bright. A babbling fool will come to ruin. But in contrast to that, somebody who is wise is willing to receive commandments. They're willing to listen. They're they're willing to take in counsel and advice. But a babbling fool, somebody who just won't quit talking all the time, they come to ruin. All right. Proverbs, uh, same chapter, verse 19. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. When words are many, sin is not far behind. Sin is close by. The sin of gossip. uh, The sin of Tearing someone else down. The sin of being hurtful in your words. When you are somebody who babbles all the time, talks all the time, you are at greater risk of sinning in your words, in your language. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. I wrote out beside here many years ago, learn when to shut up. And if my daughter was in here, she'd probably say, Daddy, that's a bad word. You shouldn't say that. But they're down in the kids' class tonight. I know this crowd could handle it. Learn when to shut up. Learn when to close your mouth. Because you can talk yourself into a whole heap of trouble. When words are many, transgression, sin, it is not lacking. It it is crouching by the door. The more you talk, the more you talk. All right, uh, Proverbs 18, verse 2. A fool takes no pleasure 
and understanding, but only in expressing His opinion. I wrote on Facebook this afternoon, should this be the new motto for Facebook? A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, only in expressing his opinion. A fool is somebody who talks first and listens later. A fool is somebody who is not concerned with really doing his homework and looking at all sides of an issue and seeking truth. A fool is only concerned about winning an argument. A fool is only concerned about getting his two cents in and stating his opinion and uh, trying to stir the pot. That is not the kind of people that we're called to be. We're not concerned, first and foremost, with winning arguments. We're concerned with seeking truth, being people of truth. And the Bible says people like that are wise. People who enjoy, who take pleasure, who who delight, who long to understand. Not who long to create some needless controversy or argument over stating our opinion when we should keep our mouths shut. And then chapter 18, verse 13. Last one here under this heading. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. You know how on Jeopardy sometimes the contestants will buzz in and they'll give the answer before the question is finished? And a lot of times they're wrong because they didn't hear the last part of the question. And, you know, they end up looking silly. They end up looking kind of foolish for not just waiting for the complete question to be out there. The Bible says, somebody who gives answers before he hears, somebody who weighs in with his opinion before he truly listens to what somebody else is saying, that person uh, is a fool. It is his folly and shame to do that. Okay, the, last, the first two questions. Why is it so important to listen? Why is this a vital part of, of the life of a person of faith? Number two, why is it a struggle to listen? Our last question tonight is this. How can we listen better? And I've got three suggestions here. The first is work. Work at it. Embrace that it's work. Uh, dispense with the notion that it's passive. Forget this whole idea that listening is something you can just relax and sit back and do. It's not. It takes a lot of active effort. And so we need to accept that and we need to be willing when we come into a place like this. I, today, on this, you know, on Sunday morning before you come to worship today, I'm committing to doing the hard work of listening. Because there's somebody in that building who's going to need me to listen to them. There's somebody who when they say to my question, how are you, fine, I'm gonna, I can tell that they're not. And they need me to possibly listen to them. And on this day, I am committing to doing the hard work of really hearing that person out. It takes a lot of effort. And are we up to the task? And the first step is just acknowledging that it is work and being willing to tackle that, that hard work. Secondly, pray about it. If listening is a struggle for you, pray about it. Pray about it beforehand. Before you are engaged in, a, in an important conversation. Before you go to that meeting. Uh, before you, you know, as we were talking about, come into the church house. Pray about it. Here's some things you can pray for. Lord, reduce my, my anxiety. Conversations make you nervous. If this idea of listening causes you anxiety, ask God to reduce that. God, help me to be more relaxed in my interactions with other people. 
so that I'm truly able to hear them out. Something else to pray about. Help me to care more about others. If that was a struggle for you, if you thought, you know what? I don't listen because I, I am too apathetic and I don't care enough about the struggles of other people. Pray to God about that. God, increase my compassion and my love for my fellow man, for my, especially my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Increase my patience. Help me to have more patience, especially with those uh, with whom I disagree. Help me to really hear them out so that I can learn from their point of view. And, you know, they might be right about something, and I could be wrong, but I, I would never know that if I just am quick to say, I disagree with you. Hear them out first. And that takes patience. Pray about that. And pray this, may I, Lord, may I value wisdom and spiritual maturity. Lord, help me to want to be wiser. Help me to want to be more spiritually mature. And when we want that, we'll listen more because we know that listening leads to that. So work at it and know that it's work. Pray about it. And then during the conversation, now I don't want to give you something else to do during a conversation because I know some of you are already really nervous and you're thinking about what you're going to say in response. But if you find yourself struggling in, in listening, maybe these are some things that can help you. Say to yourself, don't interrupt. Give them some time. Be patient. Wait for them to truly get all of this out. Hear them out. Paraphrase if need be. If you didn't understand something, say, so what I'm hearing you say is, so what you're saying is, don't be afraid to paraphrase or ask good questions. That's not an interruption. If you're really asking a question about what, some, what somebody meant or what they said, something that they felt, ask that and uh, let them know at the end of that that you understand. So work at it and pray about it and maybe during, coach yourself a little bit and uh, encourage yourself as you really seek to hear uh, to hear another person share with you. Tonight, as we close, what I want you, since we've been talking about listening, I know that you are now an expert listener as we have approached God's Word together. You know what it teaches about the importance of listening. And I want you, as we close, to listen to the words of Paul from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is a very succinct presentation of the Gospel. And maybe this, above all, Everything else is what you need to listen to tonight. Maybe it's what you need to hear. Paul says, For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. Speaking of Jesus, he made Jesus to be sin. Somebody who never committed a sin. Somebody who, a vile word was never found in his mouth. God placed all the sins of humanity, past, present, and future, on his shoulders he made him to be sin. Why? So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So that through Jesus, we can become righteous. We can become right and just in God's sight. Jesus took our sins on his shoulders so that we could experience a right place before God. And if you haven't made Jesus your Lord, if you haven't come to Him and said, I am a sinner, I need a Savior, and Jesus is the only one that can rescue me from my sins, I want to challenge you to do that tonight. 
Or if you want us to be praying for you for whatever reason, this is an opportunity for you to come as we stand and sing together.